Today's episode of One Shining Podcast, as always, is brought to you by TheRinger.com. Where Kevin O'Connor is currently sitting in our studio. He is writing an article, he says. We asked... We asked him, KOC, what do you what what do you want us to uh, to plug, plug to yeah. plug for you? And he says, I'm working on something about Oklahoma City. Just tell the people I'm working on something about Oklahoma City. So Tate, what do you what do you suppose KOC is working on? I think he's writing about probably Russell Westbrook. Right? Yeah, probably that would make a lot of he's sense. He's in that right? city. Paul right. George is there. Is, are they good? Yeah, are, we, are, are, <laughs> are, are sure they a good? contender? Is are they a, a dark horse team? For, are they a sleeper? I, you could convince me that like Carmelo going to Oklahoma City was a great thing, and that they're like playing really well and you could also convince mm-hmm. me that Carmelo is just absolute garbage and damage gets at this point and yeah. I have no idea because it's I don't a chemistry it experiment enough. that didn't yeah. work yeah so I'll be interested yeah KOC says that article is coming on Monday so check that out we're also brought to you by the ringer podcast network mm. um where Tate Frazier produces every podcast <laughs> on this network Tate what what is mm. what's exciting going on in the podcast world of the ringer a whole bunch. Okay, <laughs> so uh, there's the Bill Simmons podcast. There's also Against All Odds. Uh huh. GM. There's the Mask Man show. Mask Man we show. Like. Uh-huh. Uh, there's the Watch. Ringer NBA show. Ringer NFL show. Yeah. Uh, Channel 33. Binge mode. Binge mode. Uh, Kyle, you work party. on House of Carbs. House there, of Carbs. There's like Should 39. Yeah. There's so Jam many. Jam session. Jam session. Uh, the watch. We said the watch. Okay. We'll say it again. Yeah, the watch again. Rewatch. Rewatchables. Rewatchables. Recapables. Recapables. <laughs> Point Any, is this, anything folks. Anything with Abel's at the end of it. Point is this. There are a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Listen to them. There, there are more things in the world than college basketball. Um, broaden your horizons. Go check mm-hmm. out some other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Get cultured. Uh, and check check all those out. Uh, subscribe, like, um, or stars, whatever. However, you, however the internet works. <laughs> Rate it, whatever. Rate it whatever. Do whatever it you got to do. Uh, Tate and I are going to talk about this exciting Michigan. I think that's where we're going to start. We're recording this about 10 minutes after Michigan just won in thrilling fashion over Houston. We'll probably mm-hmm. start there. Try to cover everything that happened. Uh, half of the Sweet 16 is set, Tate. Um, we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. Everything that happened on Saturday, and maybe preview Sunday a little bit. Um, we'll we'll get into all that here in a second. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. It is St. Patrick's Day night. Woo! Producer Kyle is propped up over there He's, on the ones and twos. Yes. Producer Kyle. Far from sober. Comes busting into the doors at like 6.30 p.m., mm-hmm. reeking of alcohol and mm-hmm. cigarettes, mm-hmm. saying, I've been working hard all day. What have you guys been doing? Yes. Coming up with a rundown. <laughs> what have you guys just been sitting here laying, watching basketball all day while I've been out working? <laughs> um it is St. Patty's Day, Tate. Uh, my alma mater lost. I think a lot of people want us to start there. That's probably where we would have started, um, mm-hmm. Ohio State losing to Gonzaga. Uh, I processed it all. I got over it. Um, and then Michigan mm-hmm. hits the buzzer beater. We we felt like we, we felt like today there wasn't a ton of madness in the sense that uh, there just wasn't. I mean, Loyola is like the one story. Loyola beats Tennessee. We got Sister Jean story. Mm-hmm. We got the scarves that every all the Loyola fans wear. Um, we're excited for Loyola's programs. Their first whatever since whatever year. Like that's like <laughs> that just, just fill in the, the blank. Since yes, the first blank that since moment. blank is just like everyone's gonna run with that with Loyola. Oh, um, they just go. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's been the story for Loyola. But outside of that, like you got Villanova start of the day blows. Colin Sexton out. Just blows him out. I mean, yep. it was close at halftime, and then Villanova's like, we're going to start hitting shots. Yeah. Have you ever seen 17 threes get hit? Yeah. Mike, Let's do yeah. it today. Duke sort of does the same thing to Rhode Island. They're mm-hmm. like, we're better than you, and we're going to prove it. They blow Rhode Island out. Yep. 
They uh, have uh, Bagley and Carter, and Kentucky can't gets a good game from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Buffalo hung around. Uh, Buffalo probably talked a little too much shit going into that game. Uh, I saw like the Buffalo players were saying we're excited to get out in transition. We don't think Kentucky can run with us. Uh, that's not the that's not a verbatim quote, but that was a sort of vibe. Um, just from following the Kentucky sports radio guys on Twitter, that they were like they love putting that <laughs> stuff out. They're like. Check this out, Big Blue Nation. More people doubting the cats. Check and they're all out. like sending yeah. it to the players so that yeah. they can see it. It's actually like a great grassroots yeah. movement that they do with they that. They all tag the smart. players. Uh, so Buffalo did give Kentucky a good game. There was a moment in that game, you and I were watching it together, and Buffalo gets a shot. The wide down, open three. They're down five. Mm-hmm. They, get a, they get a three in transition. And I, I, I stand up and I was like, this has got to go in. Um, I jump out of my seat. Because if that goes in, they cut it to two with like four minutes left or something, and we have ourselves a ball game. They miss it. I turn to you, Tate, and I say, that's it. That's game over. That's like a shot if you're trying to pull off the upset. you got to hit that shot for momentum purposes and all that. They miss it, and then Kentucky goes on like an 8 or 10-0 run and puts the game away, and that was it. Um, so that game was kind of ended up being a dud, even though it was close. And basically, we kind of have that all day. Like There are a lot of close games. Florida-Texas Tech was close. Um, Texas Tech pulls it out. But there wasn't really anything that was like, that makes John Rothstein say, this is March. We didn't have that moment. And then at the very last, literally the last second of basketball played today, mm-hmm. we got the moment. Jordan Poole hitting a 30-footer with a hand in the face. John Beeline's dominance of March continues. He drew it up. It's January, then it's February, then it's Beeline. Um, beautifully drawn up play by John Beeline. I feel like that's the story coming out of this, that... Beeline is an absolute genius. He drew up he drew up this play that said, throw the ball to the guy who's open, have him dribble it till he gets double teamed, then throw it to another guy and have him shoot a 30-footer with a hand in the face. He said, Muhammad Ali, come <laughs> here. Here's the plan. You're going to get this inbound. You're going to drive right into the middle of a trap. And as soon as you get trapped and you feel like there's nothing around you, there's nowhere to throw the ball, and as the, yep. the clock is winding down, just throw it over your head yep. to the side. Hopefully our freshman Jordan Poole cool. will be there to catch it. And in one instance, just throw it up, and it goes in. And he got fouled on the shot. Yeah. I mean, Smith fouls him pretty much. They don't call it, obviously. It goes in. All the Houston players just collapse to the floor. There's a dog pile. We get Wagner chasing down pool. Yeah. It was like a game of tag in Germany back in the olden <laughs> days. Wagner would not give up. He would never, like, Poole was like was hoping he eventually he would stop so he doesn't get tackled by Wagner. That's the worst person to get tackled by. It's like Teske and Wagner are the two guys you want to avoid. Wagner doesn't stop. He finally gets him in a dog pile. They celebrate. Jordan hits the big shot. Uh, and, you know, we got to say this. Beeline said it was an overdose of swag. His freshman. From, he was ready for it. Jordan, from Jordan, Jordan Poole. Poole. Yeah, yeah, an overdose of overdose swag. Overdose of swag. An OD of swag. Mm. Is, that like, is that like when Mitch McGarry OD'd on marijuana? Oh. I love that story. Wow. I know I bring that story yeah. up a lot. I actually like Mitch McGarry. I just think that story sponsored funny. by Visine. When he, yeah, um, yeah. I don't mean to disparage Beeline. I know a lot of Michigan fans get their panties in a bunch when an Ohio State guy comes mm-hmm. on talking about Michigan, especially uh, when they hit a buzzer. I, like I that. love John Beeline. I think John Beeline is a fantastic coach. Um, but I, I already know that people are gonna uh, get really excited about this play that he drew up. Where, at, where, if if you actually like saw the play, like if Jordan Poole airballs that shot, the instant reaction is like, that's it. That's the play you drew up. But because he like makes a thirty footer with the hand in the face and kicks his legs out and just like a desperation heave, um, you know, we're gonna be like the January February B line thing. Are you worried about Michigan now? Carolina's got a, might probably play Michigan first. Have to get by Texas A&M tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not counting my chickens yet, but I will say this about Michigan. 
the first, they played earlier this year in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which was great for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. First time the two schools have played each other since the, you know, how we open this podcast every single Ooh. time, the timeout. Mm-hmm. North Carolina gets the win. It was at home. But this is a different Michigan team. Different it, was, team. It, it was the same way with Ohio State today as they were playing Gonzaga. It, you know, even the though they already played. Yeah, we, everyone's grown up. Everyone's matured. Mm-hmm. This is not the same team that you saw early in the season. That's what Michigan's going to be riding on if they do play Carolina. Um, I have to say this about Michigan. This comes from Brian Ives. The last two times they hit game winners in the tournament, buzzer yeah. beaters like this. 89, they win the title. Right. We remember Steve Fisher wins the title. Right. 1993, they went to the title game and they lost to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess that's interesting. Did Did Trey Burke not hit a buzzer beater against Kansas? No, that no. Was, that, there was like a few seconds left. It wasn't a true buzzer. It has to be. It has to be a game winner. Game winner. And it was like zero seconds. Yeah, 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 like yeah, a, yeah. a true yeah. buzzer. The, the cousin sour has to be I'm zero, always, zero. I'm always like more loose with when I call buzzer beaters. I know I'm wrong in this. I'm not saying that people should see it I my way. I think it's really I just hard think for like, it to be an actual buzzer beater. Yeah. You know, if we're gonna do this whole technicality where we look back at the replay and add point two or point three or point four or whatever, I, I feel like that's still a buzzer beater. I always call like anything under five seconds, like immediately I just call it a buzzer beater. And I know I'm wrong. I'm not I'm not trying to argue that people should see it my way. I just like that's just kind of my default. So but, whatever. But, I, but yeah. you would say like the Jordan shot, you know, against Utah in, in the finals yeah. in ninety like that was that, a buzzer that's beater. Considered a buzzer beater, but it was like it five seconds left on the but clock. But it wasn't technically a buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's. I think that's a new thing. I think we've always just called everything a buzzer beater. Uh, like can that. we give props to Muhammad Ali Abdul Rahman for Best passing the ball? Oh yes. Okay. At the end of that play, because there were some vibes. Uh, the last few possessions Michigan had, he sort of forced things. Mm-hmm. He did like the the senior. Um, it's my time. I'm the senior. I'm the, not the best player on the team, but like. I, maybe the best. I don't know. No one's gonna say anything to me if I take the shot. Co- college teams are always weird like that because you always have like the the guy who's not the best player, but it's at the same time the best player. Like how we always talk about Jalen Brunson of Villanova, he's mm-hmm. not actually the best player, but yet like all the Villanova fans are like he's our best player. You know, I feel that way about Rockman with with Michigan, where Wagner's the best player, mm-hmm. but like Michigan fans be like, you just don't you just don't see what we see. And, and he's the heart of this team. Yeah, like he's a, he, he may not be the best player, but he's the most important yeah. player. So he has those possessions down at the, the end of the, the, the game where he's kind of going one-on-one, forcing things, running into the defense. Wide like, open layup. He gets by his man and just blows it. Yeah, and, and, he, he, and so at the end, he catches that ball at half court with three seconds left. There was no doubt in my mind he was shooting it. Mm-hmm. There, you could have thrown all five guys on him and he's shooting it in my mind. So when he passes it, I was like, oh, oh. And then maybe the, that's why the basketball gods rewarded Michigan. Do you think Beeline's such a good coach that he had been telling Muhammad Ali <laughs> Abdurrahman to continue to keep driving and taking shots to play possum? So they were just like, there's no way this guy's going to pass the ball. Because he drew be up it. the play. You know, he had some backside action going on over here, whatever that means. Uh, you know, some on, on ba- a final yeah, yeah. play with three with three yeah. seconds left. It's like, yeah, we had a little bit of backside action over here. It's like, uh, it looked like he just threw the ball to the it guy that like was a, open and he chucked it and it went in. It looked just kind of like a free-for-all. Why didn't Houston put anybody on the ball, by the way? Mm-hmm. Have we learned nothing from? Yeah, can 19- we guard the inbounds pass? Yeah, that's all you have to do. That makes it pretty hard, you know. If there's have just we, so just someone with his hands up. Have we learned nothing from this? And co- like, when when is I don't know. Even if that little mini me Rob Gray was out there with his hands up at the inbounds, it'd make it a little. Oh, bit tougher. do you want to get? Do you want to take uh, some time to? Uh, I, I guess we don't need to, but I, I should. One of the good things about Houston losing now is I think America doesn't have to have the uncomfortable conversation about whether we hate Rob Gray's little brother. Yeah, it is his little brother, right? 
I think so. I mean, it says a little. He has to be related to we him. We weren't right? paying that much attention. I I kind of zoned out after they showed him like a thousand times, but I thought it said like little brother on the back of his. I mean, it thing. has to be. He looks like him. I mean, he's got the same he's hairdo. The he's got mind. the whole, you know, the whole get up. Um, because I think if Houston goes to the Sweet Sixteen, we see his little brother a thousand times. If it's and- not his little brother, I definitely hate him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like absolutely hate him, but yeah. if, if it's family, then I understand. Uh, yeah, we we would have definitely reached our saturation point with him if if we haven't already. I I got to call out CBS and Turner in general for the yeah, talk for the about sh- all the saturation points. The Every crowd single game. shots, yeah. Like we get it. These players have families. These mm-hmm. coaches have families. Calm down. Yeah, just calm down with it. Like Sister Jean, I'm all for. <laughs> Sister Jean of Loyola, she you're not she, you're not she's no one's. I mean, she may, might be someone's family she's got family of her own i'm sure but uh you know she's not a player's mom or a, a coach's mom or whatever she's just a sister she's, she's just, just a chaplain she's a sister jean yeah and but, i tried really hard to find some pictures of sister jean back in the old days she's wiped the internet clean we don't know what sister jean was up to <laughs> so if anyone can find some old dirt on sister jean pass um, that along to us they're showing eric musselman's daughter mm-hmm. when nevada's playing they're they were showing mike dom's parents well, uh, it, not only that, Musselman's daughter got the interview uh, with Jamie Radal doing the whole "I want to be a sportscaster." You know, right. I, I wanted this is my dream to be you one day. She got like a whole like the kids are the pet. worst. Yeah. And and I and I don't <laughs> hold on, I, hold on, hold on, calm down, calm down. Don't judge me yet. I'm saying the kids are the worst in the sense that they put the kids on the television. It's, it's not a, that the kids are bad. Yes, because inevitably, what we're setting up for is when the team loses. Then you're like, hey, you know that kid we've we've introduced you to and brought mm-hmm. you along on this ride this whole time? Now they're crying. Now watch them cry. Yes. This is what it was all building towards. Which is messed up. That's the messed up. That's what I mean by it's the worst. Because they did that to Rob Gray's brother tonight. They, as soon as the shot hits, they, they'd show him and he's like dejected. It's like, How about eat Kevin? shit, kid. You know, like, that's what the cameramen are saying. <laughs> like, ha, 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 ha. He was doing the O face of like, we, oh. You thought we were making you a star? Mm-hmm. No, bitch. We nah. were setting this up for you to cry. <laughs> gotcha. Welcome to the real world, kid. <laughs> Kevin Willard's wife, too. That was even tougher. Like, yeah. Seton Hall just kept... Carrington just kept, kept coming down, like, hitting threes out of nowhere. They yeah. get that bad... Uh, it was the illegal screen that they call, and then that ends up ending the game, basically. But they just wouldn't go away in this Kansas game. And they kept showing Willard's wife, and she's, like, going through, yeah. like, ups and downs. It's like, enough. oh, Carrington, oh, yeah, we no, get it. oh, oh. It's like, I, I feel bad for her right now. I don't need to see her be upset and go through this emotional roller coaster. At this point, we know how wives and parents and kids we know what they're, they're feeling. invested if here's here's probably how they're feeling tape if their team is winning they're probably very happy yes if their team is not winning they're probably very nervous and if the game is over and their team is lost they're probably very sad mm-hmm. we can fill in the blanks from there yes. just show us a picture of the kid just show like a still picture from their their third grade class picture that they got earlier in the year just put a picture up there and be like this is what eric musselman's daughter looks like folks now imagine as this game progresses what she might be feeling and then we don't have to show her. You don't. You don't actually have to show her crying. And then when she's in high school, you know, like all her friends are making fun of her. And yeah, you don't want your kid to be a meme. You know, no. You're, yeah, like get in, go to class. Everyone's like, look at this. this look at you crying. <laughs> look at <laughs> you crying. Just putting it in your face. Oh, oh that's so sad. Mm. But Michigan gets the big win. Uh, that's that's awesome. Excited for friend of the program Duncan Robinson mm-hmm. who fouled out in a, a very. We should say we had lost faith, or I should say I, I lost faith. Duncan, uh, this is Tate talking. Go ahead. Yes, continue. this is me. This is my own opinion. Uh, 
I thought that Houston had this in the bag just because, you know, yeah. I expect teams because to make free Because they were winning throws. and there wasn't a lot yeah, of time yeah, left. Yeah, exactly, as you'd yeah. expect. Um, so I was already plotting the whole, you know, we're trying to find someone. We're trying to find our Jay Wright, our Tom Crean, to get kicked out of the tournament and then come on and give us analysis on what's going on. And right. Like, how do you feel right now if you're yeah. this person right now, this moment? Go back to that time when you were sad. Yeah. Now tell us how sad <laughs> this person now feels. Yeah. I wanted that person and I wanted Duncan to be that person. So I was getting a little bit excited, you know? Yeah. And then all this plays out and all this happens. And now he's going to come to LA anyway. They're um, coming to LA. Yeah, yeah. that's the, the subplot in all this. Is, uh, Michigan has advanced to the Los Angeles Regional where Tate and I are mm-hmm. have been all month. Um, and we're going to go to the regional game. Are we going to go to the regional game? If of North Carolina we, loses? No, we're still going to go to the regional game because Michigan right. is a, it's, it's the a big deal. Yeah. We like Michigan. Michigan. I like this Michigan team. I would have gone if Samson won too, just to see yeah. Samson in person, just so I could tell my kids. You would have gone day. to fight Rob Gray's brothers. <laughs> Give that kid a wedgie. <laughs> Fuck this kid. <laughs> Give him a swirly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so we're gonna go to the Michigan game. Uh, we you, you wanted Duncan to be our, our Jay Wright to come mm-hmm. on and kind of give the it's analysis. Still, it's still possible. Um, but yeah, Michigan is going to Los Angeles. North Carolina, we'll see if they're going to Los Angeles. Texas A&M tomorrow. Gonzaga is going to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and I guess uh, the people probably want to hear m- me crying. Let's talk about it. They want to hear me- my tears flow about Ohio State. I um, We did a little video after it happened. Uh, the, the ringer people shoved the camera in my face and were like, <laughs> talk about this. It's funny. And I was like, it's not really funny right now, actually. Uh but I, I said on the pod after after we beat South Dakota State that I, I expected this, and I wasn't I wasn't just saying that because I was trying to, you know, whatever the word is. I'm not smart. Enough. I'm not a writer. I, I don't come up with the words. Where <laughs> I wasn't like trying to build up a wall so and and pretend like I didn't care. So when it happened, I you know I wasn't trying. This wasn't a, an illusion. I was I was trying to put forth. I genuinely thought Gonzaga was going to win. I I even had Gonzaga winning in my bracket that I filled out. Um, so I go into this game like saying we're just happy to be here. If, if Ohio State makes it close in the end, that'd be awesome. It'd be a respectable season. Uh, Gonzaga jumps out to a 15-0 lead. I kind of just give up on the game. I change the channel because it's clearly not working. And, and it was a gut-wrenching, you know, 15-0 mm. because every single Ohio, Ohio State shot was a point-blank layup that went all the way down and came out. At the under-16 timeout in the first half, we had more flagrant fouls than points. Mm-hmm. We had been called for one flagrant foul, and we had zero points. Lesson, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? This is great, actually, because I knew we weren't going to win. So it's great to just get our asses kicked, and I don't have to even get emotionally invested at all. And then we come back. I get sucked in, and quickly a game that I thought I wasn't going to care about, I cared about a lot. And then uh, we take the lead, and then we lost the lead, and we lost the game, and that's pretty much the story, Tate. And I, I, and I long story short, I ended up being very, very sad. <laughs> and, and it I was about six minutes left in the game, which is the, the time where you finally feel like, some team's going to make a run, and this is going to be the defining factor of the game. So they make this run. There's like six minutes left in the game. They get the five-point lead. Kata Bates-Diop, your boy, KBD, mm-hmm. hits the big three. You jump up. You're celebrating. I'm happy because I'm like, I still have a podcast. Titus will podcast tonight. Titus will continue not to threaten my life. Kyle, meanwhile, is talking about God knows yeah. what on the couch. Kyle comes. I, is, he is just, rolling. He's just talking about random things that are going on. Has no idea the game's going on. Titus, is. I could see it in your face. Kyle, you're about to kill him. All-time classic Kyle moment is... <laughs> Coming in, so I had changed the channel. He's talking about the subway raps. He's like, you guys, you guys hear about these subway raps? They're pretty good. All-time classic Kyle moment where uh, I had changed the channel because Ohio State was getting their asses kicked uh-huh. at halftime. So I, I would, at halftime, we changed it. We had m- multiple TVs going. I was just trying to work on some superstition stuff. So I had changed the channel. I'm not watching Ohio State game. Second half starts, and I see the score. Whatever game we were watching. They Tennessee. Had the Ohio, yeah, okay, so we're watching the end of the Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. And they sh- they're showing the score. The Ohio State in the second half is like, 
Ohio State's chipping in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, cutting it down to I'm five. Like, now we're three. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to change it. Like, whatever we're doing is working. So I, I decide I'm not changing the channel back to the Ohio State game. And then Kyle comes walking in from the bar. Like the the cigarette and the alcohol smell, mm-hmm. you can just smell it from a mile away. And then like three minutes later, Kyle comes walking in. And then the first thing he says is yeah. like, is it Ohio State playing? You're not watching the game, Titus? And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to... I'm, so I start trying to explain to Kyle what superstition is. And then he looks at the score and he's like, oh, they're losing. Oh, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, Kyle, not now. And then I'm trying to explain superstition. I'm tr- he doesn't understand that we were getting our asses kicked. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just the whole situation. Read the room, Kyle. My, like, seriously. It's all right, Kyle. You did your best. He did his best. Yeah. Are you, are you I mean, are you over it, though? Do you, do I am you feel over okay? Uh, it, it's bad for content. Um, I think that's the, the most sad part. We wanted Ohio State we wanted to come Ohio LA. State, Yeah, North Carolina. The people wanted, you wanted it. The people wanted it. They wanted the Ohio State-North Carolina game just you know, we, we just wanted to see what that would look like if those two played each other this season. And we never got a chance to, yeah, no. to see yeah. those two teams. But we could have been other. there first row <laughs> in New Orleans, but we weren't. I do think it's kind of fitting, though, and I know you're probably not going to like this, but the first loss Ohio State has of the season yeah. is a 27-point loss at Gonzaga in November. Right. And you probably watched that game at that point, and you're like, this is this team's not going to the NCAA tournament. This is right. going to be a rough year. So I think if, you told, if, if I were to tell you on November 24th after that game, Hey, Ohio State's gonna go to the NCAA tournament. They're gonna make it the yeah. second round. They're gonna lose to Gonzaga. They're gonna have the Big Ten Player of the Year. KBD's gonna have this great season. I think you would have taken it, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was cool to see our growth. We started the season as a team that got our asses kicked by Gonzaga. <laughs> we ended the season as a team that kind of got our asses kicked by, by Gonzaga. I tried to help. So it, yeah, it was a great year, though. man. It not was great 20. to watch this. <laughs> Wasn't by twenty seven. Zach Norvell. Uh, yeah, we should talk about I think, Gonzaga. I think, uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I'm alone in this. That I, I think every fan, first of all, every fan base feels like they're tortured. I'm not going to say like, Ohio, I wouldn't dare say like, woe is me as an Ohio State fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was kind of interesting, though, how like Ohio State versus Gonzaga, I, I clearly think Ohio State was the underdog in this game. Not yeah, just, it wasn't even Not close. just in the sense that obviously they were a four and a half point, I think, underdog. Um, but just the whole vibe, like. It felt like we never really had much of a chance, but the, the whole vibe around the game, like, is so it's weird to say the words that Ohio State is is an underdog against Gonzaga because, like, even five years ago, that would seem, I don't know, that unfathomable. So that's like that's cool for Gonzaga's program that they've reached a point where they're going up against a pretty good Ohio State team with a Big Ten Player of the Year, and it's like, yeah, we should beat these guys and. They become almost like a, a pseudo blue blood, I guess. So it's yeah. like they're, they're like the Duke mid major, you know. Like everyone's yeah. like Gonzaga is such a great team, and they've made what four straight Sweet Sixteens now. Yeah, and, you know, Mark Few's made like um, eight Sweet Sweet Sixteens. So I'm not gonna point. pretend like I'm not gonna pretend like I'm tortured. I'm not even gonna pretend like Ohio State is alone in this. But but man, I I would really it would really be nice for guys to not just go nuts against my team. It's, it's, it'd be really nice for like Mike Dom to not just like one of the I I, I would be it'd be cool one of these NCAA tournament games if just. You're just cold. You're just cold. If yeah. Zach Norvell mm-hmm. just like didn't have it tonight, like mm-hmm. ah, ooh, just not my night. If he didn't hit six threes yeah. and have twenty eight and yeah. eleven. Yeah, if he's not hitting step backs in yeah. the most pivotal moment of the game, and then they're like career high, and then Rui Hachimura hits a three with the shot clock running down, mm-hmm. and the announcers are like, oh, oh my god, he he's only hit four threes all year. Where's this coming from? It's like you don't need to say that. We get it. Yeah, I knew as soon as he's he shot the ball, he's I never done before. We get it. Yeah. And, uh, Again, I I know that's really petty, and and every other fan base is like, yeah, that happens to us all the time as well. I get that, but it's not about you right now. It's about me. My team is the one that lost. <laughs> um, and you're but hurt. No, and it you're was hurt. a good year. Uh, congrats to Gonzaga. I like Gonzaga. I've always liked Gonzaga. I do think they had a huge advantage playing 20 minutes from campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not going to be talked about. 
Some Ohio State fans might want to complain about the refs. I'm classier than that. I'm not going to do that. At Ohio State, we have class. We don't do what Hachimura does where he he dunks with four seconds left mm-hmm. instead of running out the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're classy. We, we, we might have flagrant fouls. We might try to start fights with guys and get technical fouls. But other than that, we're pretty classy, Tate. So... Um, Once you get I'm not going to complain about the refs. Yeah, I just want to. I want to say for Gonzaga too. When people look at this team, I think they still are thinking about the guys like Perkins and Silas and you know Jonathan Williams. That that whole the whole group of guys that came back from last year's team that are still on this team this year. But you watch them today, and Hachimura and Norvell are the two guys on this team that are super scary. Especially Hachimura, he had those four huge blocks in this yeah. game. The big block on KBD late when Ohio State had like one final push just to see if they could stay in the game. He has a huge block, and people freak well, out about that. I I just think this Gonzaga team. People are, are still looking at them from the lens of it's the same team from last year minus Nigel Williams-Goss and Zach Collins yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Karnowski, Karnowski or whatever. Yeah. And and it's like, no, like Hachimura, he could be a star. I mean, he could do everything yeah. out there. And Norvell, if he shoots like this, Gonzaga's like a real contender. And uh, yeah. I don't know, you have and to give ter- him props. The terrifying thing is I didn't think Perkins was particularly great. I didn't, he mm. didn't play bad. It just like... No, he's a non-factor was, in this yeah, game. Yeah, really. I wasn't really scared of Perkins at any point. Even I, though he got compared to John Stockton two or three times yeah. in this game, which I... I he played He played okay, that. but he wasn't like... like I, I guess the first time we played Gonzaga, Perkins was like out of his mind, so maybe that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tilly, I didn't even notice him out there. Killian Tilly. He had that one three-point play. That, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the terrifying thing if you're looking at Gonzaga, like projecting forward. Like if, if they get... If they put everything they have... All these pieces, if they're all like clicking at the same time, yeah, they had ninety points in this game, and they didn't. Perkins yeah, didn't play like, well. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what else? What else we need to hit on? Uh, I think we should just hit on the top two teams. The the way the day started, which is Villanova I and think Duke. So. Uh, the first team we should talk about the Alabama Villanova game. Um, they come out of the gates early, and you know this was the the eight nine game that I, I thought Virginia Tech was going to be in this game, and and, uh, and and I thought they had a real chance at upsetting Villanova. And then I watched this game today, and I don't know why we even think that's possible because when you look at this Villanova team, and we joke about it, it's, you know we're trying to figure out if it's Bridges or Brunson or Booth or Spellman, you know who who's the guy on this team, who's the face of this program right now. But it, it just doesn't matter. They just make the extra pass. Mm-hmm. They are all under control. Brunson in this game was pretty much a non-factor because DiVincenzo in the first half basically decided, it's my basketball game. Like, I had 18 points in the first half. He's taking yep. all these charges. People are making all the jokes. You know, Dante's... I, I did the Dante's people, peak. People, yeah, people are people who did the, I did the Dante's peak. People are doing Dante's Inferno. You know, it's whatever you want to do. I think Dante's peak is a little bit better, but, you know, I, you know I'm, Dante's, I'm not going to brag about it. Dante's cold pepper. Uh-huh, yes. Like Dante's that, cold peppers. Yeah. Dante's cold pepper. Yeah, like, maybe he's not yeah, playing like well. Like a sponsored like, thing that he does. Dante's... Yeah. Dante's hot, like when Dante's on fire, it's like Dante's hot peppers. Yeah. But then now we got his cold peppers. Dante, yeah. Yeah. Divincenzo. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop that one. Yeah. We'll but, figure yeah. it out. We'll, we'll do some work on that. But, anyways, Villanova has Divincenzo, and then they come in the second half, and you're like, okay, Dante, they're going to keep this thing rolling. And it's like, no, now it's Bridges' time to just take over this game. Mm. He goes off, and it's Divincenzo, Bridges, just take over this entire game. Alabama has no chance. Um, they, have, they hit 17 threes, like I mentioned, which is, you know, I, 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 there's no stopping that. Yeah, I don't know what you do with that. If a team hits 17 threes, you're not going to win a game. They look unstoppable right now. Charles Barkley said they were the best passing team he's seen. Granted, he's only seen four or five <laughs> games. Uh, I mean, but but in those, but from what he's seen, I mean, I think they are one of the best passing teams that that's been around in a while. Charles Chuck just changes his mind every game he sees. Like that's the best team I've not seen kidding. all year. And then the next game he's yeah. like, now that is the best team I've seen all year. <laughs> Damn, I really like this team. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no there's no stopping three th- threes. Um. 
Which, as as an aside, I think this is. I I actually believe we're gonna see another going back to the sixteen over one upset. I think this is like Villanova is just blowing it out with the threes. Like they fully committed to mm-hmm. shooting threes, and I, it always freaks me out because, um, you, you know, I I know that's the way basketball is going in general. I know that like the NBA, the analytics, they all say shoot threes. Threes are worth more than twos. You should shoot them, therefore, more than twos, and or whatever the numbers say. Um. All of that makes sense to me. The, the concern I always have with like college teams that shoot threes is that you aren't the Warriors. You 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 don't have the talent to continuously hit all these threes. So I always get like a little skeptical with teams that shoot too many threes. And it's not because I'm like some old fashioned guy that doesn't understand math. I get it. It's just that I think you're you're forecasting. You know, when you're dealing with a single elimination tournament, it only takes one off night. And also when you're dealing with Amateurs, they, I mean, maybe they're amateurs, maybe they're not. We don't know. But uh, when you're dealing with quote unquote amateurs and and young young kids, young men, it depends on what point you're trying to make, whether you call them young men or young kids. But when you're dealing with guys like that, like they can't consistently, like you get an NBA guy, he's going to consistently hit shots that when he, if he's wide open, he's going to hit like at the same percentage over and over. You can get you can get like Mikhail Bridges on some night, he's wide open, he just can't hit to save his life. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's no explanation. It's just like he just doesn't have it. And um those sorts of things happen. So I always get scared about the three-point shooting, but that seems to be where things are going. That's where like all the teams are going are pushing towards that. And this is what Villanova does. And this is Villanova. And yeah. this is just like who they are and they look great. But back to the original point like I sort of think this is as as basketball progresses towards that because you see like Villanova when they get hot there's just there's literally nothing anybody can do to stop three point shooting if a team is hitting threes you're screwed it's just it's over um that's going to lead I think to more 16 over ones because it's just you're going to get these smaller schools all these kids that are being raised in the generation of Steph Curry yeah, 5 three is 10 more years two. from now yeah. that are just gr- growing up just bombing threes and they're not tall enough, not fast enough to get recruited by the big schools, but they end up on these smaller schools. They make their NCAA tournament, and they all get hot on the same night. I think we might see, like like Baltimore County did to Virginia. Yeah. I think that's what we're sort of— It's like a know. new revolution in basketball. That's kind of what I—yeah, I was like piecing them all together, the Villanova thing on top of the Virginia— because Virginia lost last night. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, they did, to a, to a 16th seed. I remember. That was mm. crazy. Uh, I just want to say this. Villanova takes 41 threes in this game. They're 17 that's of 41. Of and— that that's not a great rocket spinner like that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like forty forty one. Well, that's that's a normal night. Yeah, that's our average. Um, I just think that's crazy. And even as I was watching the game, I didn't feel like they had taken forty one threes because it all felt like good shots within the offense. The the only times that I feel like Villanova's in yeah. trouble when Brunson is forcing it a little bit or one of those guys, it feels like they have to do a little bit more ISO ball. But when they're playing together, I mean, Booth didn't even hit a three in this game. And Phil Booth is one of the most important players on this team. Yeah. Pascal hit a couple of big threes in this game. Every single Spellman hit a couple threes in this mm-hmm. game. As they move the ball around, you're like, oh my God, all five of these guys. Because when they won the title, like Echefu's not taking threes. You know, Maybe he could every once in a while, I guess. But at the end of the day, he was a true traditional big man that you can put in the middle Christian- of Round one. Chris Jenkins shot threes for that team, didn't he? He did. He hit one. He yeah, hit one big one. I remember one that he made. Yeah, I, I can't believe that that so happened. At this point, uh, in all seriousness, do you think it, this tournament is Villanova and Duke versus the field at this point? Well, based did, on what we've seen so far, based on what we know about the teams, Kentucky's playing very, very well. Um, other teams are playing well, not to take anything away from them, but like Villanova and Duke look so dominant tonight. I think a lot of people thought they were great teams anyway coming into the tournament. Would you... Would you think? Would you classify this as Villanova and Duke versus everyone else at this point? I think it's Villanova versus everyone else. Mm. And I, I know people are going to be like, "Well, of course you say that because Duke or whatever." But I, I, I think 
Rhode Island today was a perfect example of if you have Bagley and Carter against Rhode Island, who has no big men really to really match up with mm-hmm. that team, they just get killed and look terrible. I think Kansas is going to have a problem if they end up facing Duke because it's DeSosa and Azabuke going against those two guys. I don't know how much we can trust DeSosa. He's had some good games, but he still hasn't been there very long. But I, I just think Villanova has every single piece. This team doesn't look scared of any moment. I think they're kind of over the hump so, of... So sorry, Villanova fans. You Sorry your team's going to lose in the Sweet 16. You just got the kiss of death from Tate Frazier. Uh, you, you played that so wrong. You're supposed to be like, you know, Titus, pains me to say it, but this is Duke's year. No. Do you want to redo that? Should we cut that, Kyle? Yeah, let's we, like, cut that. Should we edit let's that? that. And, like, let's, uh, let's do it. Let's I do mean, it the right way. I mean, With the yeah. whole, this whole tournament's played out. I, I did say earlier today that I thought I'll it was it. Villanova and Duke, but I, I've come I've come around on that. I'll do it for you. Uh, I think Duke, I, I, I said at the start that I, this felt like a Duke tournament. I'm sticking by that. Um, you can look at my bracket that I filled out, if you don't believe me, that I have Duke beating Carolina. And I didn't even do that to, to get under your skin. I, mm-hmm. I just like looked at each matchup, and I was like, yeah, I feel like they'll win. It feels like a Duke year to me. Um Bagley is just, I, 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 this guy is like somehow underappreciated, but talked about all the time at the same time. Um, I, I feel like there's some sort of thing where you, you just think that he just dunks the ball. I, I don't really know. Like it's, it's like he, he's sort of under eight. Like he's not the number one pick, mm-hmm. but he's also like not really the national player of the year. So he's just kind of like there as like a really good player. But no one really knows. You know, it's like well, Aiden's get- probably the number one pick. Brunson or or Trey Young or Aiden is probably national player of the year. And Bagley's just kind of like we all know he's good. We all talk about him, but like, but you're you're saying we talk. I, I feel like we talk about Bagley as if he's like Wendell Carter, which he's a pretty good player. You know, he's mm-hmm. got some he's got some great things going for him, but he's not transcendent talent. But yeah. Bagley is a transcendent well, talent. I'll put it this way: I, I I've I've brought up this point or tried to frame it in in this context all, all season. This is the year of blank, and I've I've that's kind of been my case for Trey Young that for him winning national player of the year is that I always look back on this year and say this was the year of Trey Young. Um, and I, and that's kind of why I argued against the Jalen Brunson national player of the year pick is that nobody's going to look back on 2018 mm-hmm. and say like, oh yeah, that was the year Jalen Brunson took college basketball by storm. That's just not going to happen. I think at this point, maybe you would argue it's going to be the year that the 16 beat the one. Maybe that's what people will look back on. But as far as like an individual level, if you're looking for one player, I think it was, it's still the Trey Young thing. I think maybe Aiden, you could maybe sort of, but probably not because he played on the West coast and this team disappeared and all that sort of stuff. But I th- I think Bagley has a chance that if if these next couple weeks play out like they probably if he does the Anthony Davis run yeah where he is the best player on Duke's team and they make a run and they win the he's national title he's got a title. very real yeah. chance for this to be the year of Marvin Bagley um, I agree with that he's out of his mind he he knows underappreciated part of his game he knows how to pimp a dunk mm-hmm. unbelievable how mm-hmm. this guy every dunk hits the back of his head neck. With the ball. Yeah, he cocks Dunks it back. Yeah. Kind of like does the pull up with his legs, but it's also like mm-hmm. not super flashy. Like you don't, like crusty old white guys watching aren't like, give that man a technical. He's no. hot dogging it. Well, he doesn't, yet, he has no facial expression. But yeah, but yet he's still, yeah. he's still somehow hot dogging it. Mm-hmm. Like he, he straddles that line so well. I love Marvin Bagley. And I'm going to, I know you do too. You what? have to say you love Marvin Bagley. <laughs> I would never say I'd you, love hold him. Hold on. No. You said Duke guys that are one and done, you, you're not lo- there. I said I don't hate to- them. I, said, I didn't no, say I love them. Love them. I, uh, yeah, saying I don't hate someone. Okay, I'll say I love him. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's fun to I, watch. He's, he's an amazing basketball player. I think he, if I'm Danny Ferry and I let him wear 35, which I thought was an egregious act, I can't believe that Danny Ferry did that. 
I think he's earned it. You know, I think I think leading the ACC in points and rebounds. That was. Are you enough. kidding me? Marvin Bagley should be allowing Danny Ferry to still have his thirty-five. I still can't believe hey, that. What that are you happened? talking about? I can't believe that happened. That's but Marvin Bagley's number. I know. Which is that? That's the whole. That's the whole problem. Danny with this whole Ferry thing. should be like on his hands and knees begging Marvin Bagley to wear thirty-five. Oh. I can't believe it. And Marvin what Bagley you, is now the 35 at Duke that everyone They should have had all the Duke legends lining up. Like, it should have been, you know, like on The Voice. Where, Kiss the ring. Where, they, where all the judges are, like, mm-hmm. fighting for, please wear my number. And you mm-hmm. got, like, Grant Hill, like, please wear my number, Marvin. And Battier's out there, no, we're 31. And, and he makes him do the chant. Yeah. Who's your daddy? Bagley needs a chant. Ba- Bagley needs something around him, you know? There's like no, there's no story. There's no nothing. There's there's nothing to galvanize people around him. His story is not hateable. Okay, his story is this. His story is this. What? He, we're this is a kid who grew up on the West Coast, who reclassified, who bravely decided to take a chance Mm -hmm. on going to college all the way across the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, He skipped his senior year of high school, so we know he takes his studies seriously because he. Very academically gifted, Marvin yes, Bagley. Yes. Um, a lot of guys graduate in four years of college. Only took him three. Graduated, reclassified. Went to the, one of the most prestigious private schools in the country. Um, that's his story. Takes his, he's, a, he's a true student athlete. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Um, never says a word. D- does America even know what this man's voice sounds like? No. No, he just goes about his business, does his thing. Um, and he's a very, very good basketball player. And that's all we need. I think he could end up being the number one pick. Really, I think I think Keep if they talking. win, the, I think if they win the national title and he does what he's been doing, because it hasn't quite hit people yet. That's what I mean with Bagley. Want- There's been no moment that everyone's been like what we had with Trey Young, what we had with Aiton in the Pac-12 tournament. Those those last two games of the Pac-12 tournament, everyone was like. I need to keep an eye on Aiden. Bagley's n- never had that moment where everyone, because the ACC tournament, they didn't do it, obviously. No one's all been locked in, eyes on Bagley. And now that they're going to move yeah. throughout this tournament, Michigan State's going to be the first game. If he dominates Jaron Jackson in that game and Nick Ward is- and Miles Bridges and all those guys, that's when people will really say, okay, we got to really look at Bagley and say, what, what do we have here? Because he's it's- something else. I mean, the guy bounces off the ground like quicker yeah. than anyone I've seen in a long time. This is hilarious. You're not wrong, by the way, but uh, it's 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 so funny how much stock gets put in the NCAA tournament. That like you could have a whole season worth of data, on, you know, like all yeah. that, and, and everyone's like, "Well, well, because it's the stage." Yeah, it's like it's like the biggest <laughs> stage, you know. But he does it it's on true the big for stage. the players. It's like like mm-hmm. you can you can help your draft stock if you have like one good game in the NCAA yeah. tournament, but you've been garbage all year, you know. Like but you can play. even see it today, like with the guy like Terrell in Rhode Island, as he was playing Duke, he's saying to himself, "You can see this in his head. He was missing all these shots. He couldn't make a shot in the first half, and he was pressing because he's thinking to himself." Everybody is watching me play Duke right now. Yeah. This is when I have to get my stock right, up because right. everyone's going to remember my name if I play Rob good Gray, against Duke. Rob yeah. Gray helped his draft. St- Kata Bates Diop yeah. is like they're just yeah. like I have yeah. to do it I, now. It, it's it, like I'm locked. It's in. so wild though. It's like it's <laughs> you're playing one or two games and that's yeah. it. The same with the coaches. It's like well, Tony Bennett, you wipe the floor with the ACC. Mm-hmm. You, you you know the ACC. Every coach in this conference is a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. one of the greatest coaches of all time. It feels like we sent nine teams to the NCAA tournament. Hell of a season, but you lost your first game, so you suck. I'm sorry to say that. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just funny. I'm not. I, it's it's kinda, not wrong or right, but it's just kind of what, like it's what just happens. Invalid. It's yeah. like why the hell do you and I even follow the rest of the season? <laughs> What's the point of talking about the rest of the season? Nobody gives a shit. They just want to talk about the tournament. Uh, anything else before we go? Wrap this thing up. Uh, tomorrow will be fun. There's a bunch of games tomorrow. Yeah. That we, I mean, we're going to be here. Obviously, we're going to do the podcast again. I'm very yeah. worried about Robert Williams. I just want to say that on the record right Caroline. now. I'm very, very worried about Robert Williams because this is one of those games where Robert Williams puts up 25 and 15. 
He's you know back in to be a top I'm, ten. Pick. I'm uh, I got my eye on Isaac Haas. You see this news? What's going on there? It might be back. Let's be honest. When Haas went down, I did not believe for a second he was not going to play. Mm. He's just that kind of guy. I mean, there, you, you, we said that it was about his future that they're worried about. There may not be a future. This is now. <laughs> this is the present. This is Isaac Haas's time. Get back in there. Use that forearm. If Gronk can play with whatever is going on in his yeah. arm, just give him that. Uh, give him a Terminator arm, whatever it takes. Just, just get out there and elbow get, some get people. Get Isaac Haas out there. He's fine. Yeah, interesting, interesting development. There, there were some people that were uh, already sounding off saying uh, Purdue might actually be better without him. Um, let's let's stop with that. It spreads the floor for him. I don't know. Either way, it's a uh, it's a win for like you know whether wh- whether you're on the side of like they're better without Isaac Haas or they're better with him. Like if he actually plays, but he's limited in his role, you can like take either side. You'd be like, see. They struggled today, or they want. Yeah, I don't know. You you can spin it any way you want. That's the beauty of this. But uh, if you miss the news, Isaac Haas might actually play mm-hmm. by the time people actually listen to this. Purdue actually has the early game tomorrow, so by the time people listen to this, they'll know whether it's he's the first game tomorrow. And then we yeah. get uh, everyone watch out for Izzo versus Bayheim tomorrow. Ooh. We get the uh, Tom Izzo has to t- you know take on the Syracuse team, a team that somehow is always in the second round of the tournament, on the verge of making yeah. a run, even though they've had always a terrible on the bubble. Season. Always. <laughs> everyone is like the whole team just decides to come together at one point in the season uh, right around the tournament somehow they get in the tournament every single year Um, one last note that I have this is about the NIT I know this is an NCAA tournament podcast Um, this is St. Patrick's Day as Kyle knows Penn State Tony Carr it's a race don't say that name anymore it's a race to 70 he hits a big three today in Irish country against Notre Dame. Uh, mm. Bonzi goes out hurt. Bonzi gets hurt in this game, so we may not be able to see him at the three-on-three. Three. Matt Farrell looks lost. He gets swatted around a few times in this Penn State game. Tony Carr takes over. It's the end of the Irish on St. Patrick's Day. It's the end of an era. That team with Fluger and yeah. Bonzi and Farrell, a team yeah. that's been around, it feels like, for four or five years, maybe even 15. Yeah, that's how college works. Yeah, you play for <laughs> you four like, years. Well, sometimes you get four or five, you know, <laughs> depending. If you're Greg Paulus. Uh yeah, so I just so wanted to it. say it's the end of the era. No, I'm know? glad you did. Yeah, we, we love we love those Notre Dame guys. They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're just they're, on St. Patrick's just, Day. I mean, St. Patrick's Day, yeah, no less. It just yeah. it just hurt. It, it was the first thing I saw this morning. I yeah. turned off are the you, Villanova game. Are you following game. the NIT at all? Yeah, I'm following all that? the NIT. Yeah, it's great. The quarters are great. At yeah. a, they had my attention at the very beginning. Um, I saw that the one guy, it, the one guy who who was the guy? Uh, was it Metu for USC that was sitting out the games and everyone's like ripping him apart and Chimezi, yeah. I mean, it, it, get on the guy for sitting out. I get it because you're saying like you're you're still playing for a trophy. You're letting your team down. But I think at the point, and and I know this is a tangent that no one asked for me to go on, but um, <laughs> literally, including Kyle, including Kyle, Kyle saying, like, please God, Kyle's wrap like, it's it still St. Patrick's Day. There's more <laughs> beers to be drunk. <laughs> but I think uh, at the point that you start messing with the NIT rules mm-hmm. and and. And for those who are out of the loop, the NIT has now become the like the testing ground for they're going to quarters, they're going to like shot clock. There's no one and one. Yeah, there's no one on one. They're they're messing with all these rules. So basically, the 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 powers that be are saying we don't actually care about the NIT because and and as proof, we're going to just throw experimental <laughs> rules out there. I don't think you can then criticize a player for saying, well, I don't care about the NIT. Then mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just want to get that point. Across. It's sort of like bowl season, you know. It's yeah. like I don't care. Like I'm I'm basically just doing this for you to make a little bit of extra revenue, I guess. I yeah. guess because you sold the rights on TV. Um, but the good so, news is Scott Drew is playing against Ben Howland tomorrow in the NIT. So, oh, everyone tune so we'll in for find that. out. We'll find out for <laughs> Scott Drew winning the NIT would be the greatest thing. I, that's that would get me to watch it. I'm so, gonna start watching it. Scott Drew, a pretty good coach. No, when, the, NIT. when the NIT bracket came out, I got into it. I was like, man, this is gonna be awesome. A lot yeah. of you know the Penn State. You love Temple. 
Uh, Marquette's been great in the tournament. Marcus yeah, Howard, Marquette's Oregon. fun to watch. Yeah, Peyton Pritchard. There are a lot of great teams. Fun to you know Scott Drew. We like talking about him. But mm-hmm. then uh, it started, and I was like, yeah, it's the night. It's just tough, it's and it's on ESPN during the middle and, of the game, so you can flip back and forth. You can make it work. Um, yeah, that's it. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I know there's a ton of content coming out. Like it's it's hard to do all to listen to a pod, watch all these games. Um, we, we appreciate we appreciate the effort. We appreciate uh, I appreciate everyone who reached out to me. I had a rough day yesterday. I was very sick, very tired. Um, I appreciate the literally zero listeners who said, "Titus, we feel bad for you." Uh, meanwhile, like thirty people were like, "Suck it up, pussy." So that's cool to know the friends of the program have our back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so that's it. We'll do another podcast on Sunday, though. We'll wrap everything up, get excited about the Sweet 16. Then we'll do one like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, um, Tuesday. We'll yeah, do, we're going like to record a Monday, preview, put it up Tuesday. A big preview for the Sweet 16. Yeah. We'll do like a big blowout. So uh, there's always going to be pots coming out. Keep checking your feed for, for new stuff. Uh, we're going to be pumping them out. That's it. You got anything else, Tate? No, I want to get back to number one, though. So keep ratings and reviews. We need them, please. We need, we need those this ratings. This is our time. Reviews. This is March. This is our only time. This is the only time that people listen to us. Yeah, please. Please. We'll do anything. Uh, (laughs) Whatever it takes. That's it. Uh, Until next time, save the crew.